0: Thank you. to speak, his word bring life. Jesus just spoke one word to Peter. And in the midst of storm, the one word, those words sustain him. Peter said, If it's you, let me come. And he spoke one word, come. All that Peter needed was one word, come. And that one word turned the water into a solid ground for him to walk on. Any time you come to church or you go to anywhere, sometimes the pastor may preach a long preaching. Sometimes there's one thing God wants to tell you. So that is why you need to pay attention. When it comes to your portion, you pick that one. And when you pick it, you go home and you exercise it. It becomes a solid rock on which you can stand. Praise God! I think am I continuing from last week? What did I say? Offenses, isn't it? I hope I'm not offending you. (laughs) Jesus said, "Offenses will by all means come, but woe unto the one who the offenses will come through." When we talk about everybody get offended in life everyone if you're here and you say i've never been offended before i am telling you you are not a small one but a big liar everybody get get offended by it is what you do when you're offended that is very important Everybody get angry, but it's what you do with the anger. He didn't say, don't be angry. Jesus, God never said we shouldn't be angry. Do you know that? He knows that if he gives that commandment, we all break it. (laughs) Uh, He says, be angry. I know. You're emotional beings. (laughs) Be angry. He put something there. He said, but be angry and do not what. Yes, you are permitted to be angry. But in your anger, don't sin. In your anger, don't hate anybody. In your anger, don't insult anybody. In your anger, don't destroy anything. <laughs> so... It is, we all get offended. And I believe that every one of us have been offended. Some keep the offense for years. Some keep it for hours. Some keep it for days. Some keep it for weeks. Some say we've thrown it away. But they don't go and bring it when there's trouble. But I believe that there is not, it's not only the one who get offended. There's some, the one that offend and the one that is offended. It takes two people. Oh? or oh, oh, it's not true. Jesus made a statement that if you're going to give your offering, you go to the house of God. Like how you give your offering. You're bringing your offering. And you remember that What? then someone has something against you or you've offended somebody. Someone has offended you. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and then remember that your brother has something against you, it means that you are not the one that somebody thought you've offended him. He's not even saying that you are the one who offended the person. Is your brother who has that thing against you? When you remember that, it means that you get to know. You say, Oh, this is stupid thing. I don't, don't mind the guy. This little thing. You say, he says, He's angry. He should be angry. He said, When you are bringing that, you remember it. What is he saying? <laughs> and go your way, leave your gift there before the altar. I said, man, man, can't to go to the fat don't change your mind that because I have done this, so I can't give. God said it, it must be given, but you have to solve some problem first. <laughs> don't change your mind about the giving. It's not telling you, change your mind about the giving. So, for me, a prophet. Leave your gift where? There. Before the altar. Go your way. First be what? Reconcile. Reconcile to your brother and then come and offer your gift. It means that what you decided to give, you will still give it. But you first need to go and do what? Reconcile. Reconcile. Then that is when that gift can be great in the eyes of God. So, even though you've put in your offering inside the, the basket, if you have now remembered that somebody has something against you, when you go home, go straight, take your phone, WhatsApp the person. This is difficult. Is it not difficult? It's difficult. One of the most difficult things is to go to somebody that have offended you or you have offended the person. It's very, very difficult. The person thinks that you've offended him, leave him. Me, who have offended you? Why should I come to you and come and beg you? Isn't it? Does not make, make it make sense? But God is the first person who did that. When man sinned, it was he God who went to man. Is he we sin against? But he's the same person who came to us to reconcile us to himself. We should have been looking for God to say, God, we've done something. No. See, normally when people do something, they will. They build defense defenses. Adam and Eve, they build the defenses. They convinced themselves. Maybe they even got offended a little. That God, why should you say that? Shouldn't eat that? Why? If God don't want me to eat why did He put? Huh? why did He put the food there? And He didn't put food that is not. Uh, 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 if you put a dirty one, on, that does not appeal to the eyes. It's good. So you put the beautiful one, the nice one, and you put it there and you tell me you to eat. So people get offended. Don't be offended by the sound. <laughs> Don't worry, this technical thing, they will, they will solve it. Those who know sound, I know you are getting offended. But don't be offended. So Jesus, God himself came to Adam. Then Adam and the red, they started to put, like as usual, they would put defense. He said, God, it's not me. Me, I was sitting at my place, my somewhere. Thinking about myself, you God said, it is no good for Adam to be alone. You brought this woman to me. Then he said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the three and I ate. You God, you brought a problem. God, you created the problem. When I was single, no problem. Now I'm married. Prophet, you're the one who blessed my marriage and that's why I'm going through this. (laughs) When I was single, my life was simple. If I got money i'm okay if i don't have it i'm okay now you have you blessed this my marriage and children have come in and now i have to buy this buy that budget that and budget that trouble 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 so adam put a defense and tried to push the whole thing on the wife. The wife said, Me too, I won't carry it. <laughs> she too, she looked around and say, God, it's not me. It's the serpent. The serpent looked de San ubia, Because he's bad. Everybody knows he's bad. He looked, he didn't get anybody to push on. But all I'm saying is that. We all get offended. Whether somebody offended you or you offended somebody, you need to take a step to bring reconciliation. Some of us, even at the sight of seeing some faces, you know some faces make people, they are offensive to some people if there's a type of person that have done something against you or maybe have fired you from your job and you meet another person with the same face, you get offended. So many things can offend us. But offenses will come, but we must learn how to deal with our offenses. If we want God to accept our offerings, If you want God to accept our worship, if you want God to accept the church we go, it's not enough to sit in your car and come here and enjoy the way. But God must accept your worship. It's very, very, very easy to be offended. The thing that offends me might not be the thing that offends you. Sometimes some speeches, they offend people. Sometimes somebody even says, I belong to some. I will use political party. I will use football. Somebody will say, I I, I, I I belong to this football club. The rivalry party, some people they, they carry that into their home. So much that this one belong to this this one belong to that and the moment you mention it they get offended some political parties, two of them in Ghana. <laughs> we get offended. you be, be somebody you are talking to the person they are all nice the moment you ask. Which part do you belong? Is that this one? You see, you you, you then begin to feel some kind of hatred within you. Sometimes it could be churches. Some people don't like some kind of churches. Some say some churches are too dull. Some say some are noisy. so the moment you say you are from the noisy one you get offended the moment you say you are from the cool one he says dull you get offended so everybody gets offended here and there so even as i'm speaking i have to be very careful because i might be offending people but offenses will come but we must learn how to do one. Deal with their offenses. Hello? Still, okay. Can you can you knock that sound offensive sound off? <laughs> can we sing and cover this uh, sound? Give us some song. Amen, yet simpleton, that's how it is, when one Christian is bad, they classify all of us that we're bad, when one church member does something, they say this church, that's how their members are, so just one speaker, and he's bringing this harmony. In the whole church there are many speakers but only one when they removed it is finished hallelujah thank god that there is a solution to every problem uh we need to learn how to solve this problem when somebody offends you the first thing you must do i Spoke last week about two people, isn't it? I spoke about who? Oh, who? Who? Cain and who? What did Abel do? Did he do something wrong? Sometimes you can even do the right thing and offend people. Sometimes by telling the truth, it offends a liar. Cain offered an acceptable sacrifice. God received it. He wasn't the one who even received the offer. It was God. That is Abel. Cain did his. And God refused it. said, well, lie? <laughs> lie? Why should you, God, accept my brother's offering? His problem is not why God, what can I do for mine to be accepted? most of time, our problem is why should somebody be promoted? It's not, you're not thinking about your promotion. You'll be okay working very well. Once you hear somebody you think he doesn't deserve to be promoted in your office, he gets promotion. Some people even resign without knowing even what they're going to do. Knowing that there is unemployment in the world. offenses can make you take a decision that do not make sense. So the problem was that God have accepted his brother's offering, but not. The problem with some people is that somebody loves somebody and he doesn't love them. It's not that they want to be loved. But is that somebody who do not deserve that, have it. The problem is that somebody lost. Not because he lost, but somebody won. If we had all lost, that's okay. So that was the problem with Cain. Then God gave Cain a warning, I told you. And he kept that pain in his heart, brooded over it. Whenever you're offended and you keep it inside, it plan comes. He then planned, the thing grew and became great. God said, look, what you're doing, sin is a gate. The devil is waiting for you. Anytime you get offended, you open the door for the devil to enter into your life. throughout the Bible that's how it happens I even believed that Judas Iscariot got offended you know there was a time he went to Jesus somebody was pouring a, 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 a expensive oil on the on Jesus feet and he got offended he got offended that that person is not your money it's sometimes it's not the person; it's not your money. Somebody decided he/she wanted, she appreciated what Jesus did to her. He wanted to just anoint Jesus' feet. He said, "Hey, this money could have been used for the poor." And the Bible said, "Not that he was thinking about the poor, but because he was a thief." This is said that he cared for the poor but because he was what? A thief. And had the money box. And he used to take what was in it. So he was thinking about his selfish need and sometimes we all cover up God with our selfish need. If the Bible hadn't said the reason why you may think that this man cares so much about the poor. But it's not that they care so much about the problem or somebody. Even somebody came here sometime, some, when we we're doing the air conditioning, he, he entered the air conditioning. He said, why should a church have an air condition?" He got offended. I said, hey, if you want to sit in heat, I want to sit in air condition. What is your problem? He said, oh, he, he, that money could be used. To, to, to help the poor. As I said, Jesus said, the poor is always with us. In fact, poverty will never, nobody can eradicate poverty 100%. If anybody promises you, he's lying. The poor will always be, but we must reduce what we this reducing reduction of poverty. Sometimes what you even call poor, rich is somebody's poor. Someone have got a bicycle, he thinks the richest. I told you, in my village, the richest man used to have a, a, a bicycle. And then my father joined, he had a bicycle, but he couldn't ride a bicycle. He would push the bicycle to farm and push it back. He was rich. But the bicycle wasn't serving the purpose. So everybody may think, oh, this guy is rich. But it's a bicycle. You move to another town, somebody have got VW. He thinks he's the richest. You move to another place, the cars have levels. So don't be offended we get offended he got offended by that and god warned him eventually he opened up for the devil to enter into him and he killed his brother and most of the time it is almost like murder all those who ended up hiding it killed even judas did to jesus So whenever there's an offense, deal with the offense quickly before it puts you into prison. I also spoke about uh, who? Tamar and, uh, no, this one. Absalom. Absalom half-brother raped the sister. The guy kept the tin inside For about two years. Planning. At the end he organized a party. Just because he wanted to kill his brother. And he managed. To eliminate the brother. I even believe. That the reason why. Jonah didn't want to go. To preach to the. The people in Nidia. Because they were in the people of Syria and the Jews, they didn't agree. Sometime when God sent to go and speak to some tribes, I belong to this tribe. We did belong to this tribe. Tribal things came in and tribal wanted to override the will of God. And if we allow that, it will destroy our nation. The man of God, a prophet, look at those people and said, mm, they don't deserve this. I've been praying that these people will have God will punish them. Now that the opportunity has come for God to punish them, he's telling me to go and preach to them. Well lie, I won't go there. I am not going to go. He bought his ticket to run away from <laughs> to the opposite side and eventually God shook it the whole thing you know what happened there was a storm the whole place was now the guy was sleeping even in the midst of that the guy was sleeping he would even say God let me go the people came and woke him up they say oh sleeper what are you doing there oh, this." And unbelievers, I thank God, they cast lot, and the Lord fell on Jonah that he was the problem. They asked Jonah, and they said to another, Come, let's cast lot, that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lot, and the Lord fell on Jonah. So then, look at what they said. They said, Then they said to him, Please tell us, for whose cause is this problem upon us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? Of what people are you? You see the question they were asking him. (laughs) So he said to them, I am a Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, and you're running away. Who made the sea and the dry land? Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, Why have you done this? For the for he. For the men knew that he fled from what? The presence of the Lord. Because he had told them. When he was buying his ticket, he told them, I'm running away from God. I want you to take me to this place. I don't want God says you go to this area. Those people, I hate them with passion. You know that you can hate some people with passion? He's done nothing, but you hate him. Sometimes the battle people are fighting is the grandfather, great grandfather who have a problem, but we still carry it to today. You don't even know those who offended each other, but you are still there. The great grandchildren are still fighting. How? Carried it. They said, Tell us. So they asked, Look at what they did to him. I thank God for that. Then they said to him, Why shall we do? to you that the sea may come for us for the sea was growing more tempestuous. he says what shall we do to you shall we take you back to your to where god wanted to take you he said no and he said to them pick me up throw me into the sea then the sea will be, will come for you for i know that this great tempest is because of me Sometimes you, when you are you are offended, you don't care. You say, "I would rather die than solving this problem." He said, "Kill me! I want to die." Then God can send another person, not me, upon my dead body. So they carried him. Said, "God, we haven't done wrong. Oh, he, he, the guy is, he said, so." They said, "God, don't let his sin come upon us." So they threw him into the sin. Then. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to land, but they could not, for the sea continued to grow more temperatures against them. So they tried to go to land, but no, 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 God wanted to do something. Therefore, they cried out to the Lord and said, we pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life. (laughs) And do not charge us with innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleases you. So, look at what I did. So, they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea. And the sea ceased from its region. So, in the mind of everybody, Jonah was dead, isn't it? But God prepared what? The Bible said, God prepared what? now the lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. i always joke and said i believe this is a submarine because ordinary fish he said he prepared a special fish that can give oxygen that can keep your pressure under the sea that can make you alive because if it's an, a real fish like ordinary fish, like the enzyme, the, the moment he swallows you, you digest. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. So God knows that some of us will disobey. So he started preparing your submarines. So he put him, and you cannot go into the fish stomach and pray. But Jonah was praying inside the stomach of the fish. Special fish made. Special submarine with everything that can sustain life under the sea was in it. Fishes is here. You think you are the first people to do all this. God did a long time. if somebody have told you that human beings can live underwater, they will say no. In those days, even 4,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, if somebody have said it, they will say it's not true. But now when we say you believe it, Jonah got offended. Eventually, where well, he didn't want to go, he himself prayed that I want to go now. Then God took him. And when God took him and he preached, the people repented. You know he didn't like it. He wasn't happy the people changed. Like some of us, the prophet, when we see a vision, we prophesy. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he became angry. Why was he angry so he prayed the lord and said lord was not this not what i said when i was still in my country therefore i fled prayer he wanted to do all this said god i know you will change your mind i know when the people repent you change it so he was then sitting under a certain place and god made uh give him uh, a shade then god decided to do what." To destroy the shade. And he became angry. He got offended. That why should you, God, this shade, which I'm sitting under, you came and spoiled it. Because you see, even a plant, you care for the plant. Would I not care for the human being which I created? Jonah offends most of us are like Jonah whenever we cannot avoid offenses never husbands and wife you offend each other don't pretend is there before a marriage breaks offense confess before they go to the court to break the marriage, one of them got offended. If there's no offense, there'll be no divorce. Somebody got offended because of what somebody did and found it very difficult to forgive. And because they found it very difficult to forgive, it ended up in breaking up the relationship when you are offended the first thing to do according to 18, Matthew eighteen fifteen, I said to meet the offender one on one as a Christian meet the offender one on one before you meet the offender listen to the case well When somebody comes and reports the case, this person has said that, this person has said that about me, don't just react. I said, don't do what? I read last week, when David heard the news that his son was killed, the one who came and reported it, said, David, all your children are dead. The guy exaggerated. What happened? It was only one son that died. But he came and reported that all your children are dead. And it came to pass while they were on the way. The news came to David saying Absalom has killed all the king's sons. And not one of them is left. And it's a lie. Then... Have a friend that when people tell you something, who can cool you down and bring your mind, put sense in your mind. Don't go to those, ah, the guy beside go and react. No, 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 no. no. Have, somebody should come and say, hey, Charlie, what you're doing? Like Gannatham, what, if you've heard that, cross-check everything. Don't react. Then, Jonadab, the son of Shemir. David's brother answered and said, Let not my lord suppose they have killed all the young men. The king's sons, for only Amnon is dead. For by the command of Absalom, this has been determined from the day that he forced his sister Tamar. So this death, it wasn't his other brothers he was looking for. He's looking for that particular person. So don't think that he kill all your, chi- your 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 children. It is only that one. And you are in action. David, you are in action. Also created it. But David also, you know, when you have that problem, it's difficult to just uh, like a father who smokes and sees his child smoking. so <laughs> so david is his son said if daddy can't do anything and can't say anything i will not forgive i will make sure that is and he brooded the whole thing for one year and meted a severe punishment on his brother it also helped us as fathers as the leaders, that when something comes to us, we don't sit on the fence and, and not react. Your inaction can create problem in your workplace. I hope you're getting me. So when you hear, get the person, the Bible, Matthew 18, say that if you hear a case about yourself or anything, or you have a problem with a brother, don't go to the radio stations that is not the place they solve problem in fact that's the place you aggravate problem go to your brother be bold if you know you can't confront that person then forget it and forgive you confront the person face to face let's see what jesus said the first thing you must do is that moreover if any brother sin against you go and tell him his fault between you and him alone if he hears you you have gained your brother see him say brother the other day the way you talk to me it was not the best i didn't like it he said oh I didn't mean that. Sometimes somebody says something you think an insult, but it's not an insult. I didn't mean that. Oh, sorry. I just made a joke. He said, I don't like that kind of joke. Next time when you meet me, I don't like those type of jokes. Let the person understand. Maybe the person, some people are very, they are careless with words. They don't care saying anything to anybody. So they meet you you don't think that you think he's offended with. He think that this is my life. I meet people and I get to see anything. I go. So call him, let him understand that he has done this. You don't like it. If he says, Oh, I'm very sorry, leave it and let it die. Don't go to a second person. But if he still insists, that I don't understand, the Bible says that continue. You bring a second person person but if he will not hear take with you one or what two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses everywhere may be established so get a good witnesses so if he will not uh, 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 he will not listen to you get witnesses who are upright You can bring weaknesses which are biased. Get somebody who can listen to both cases and make unbiased judgment. So you don't look for the one who have, uh, in fact, if you're, uh, you, somebody does something and you want to solve a case, and another person is in the same problem, and you go and call it. can my wife say I am a drunkard. No, you are a drunkard too. Look, there's no way, there's no way that person can <laughs> can, can, can talk well. He will not say anything wrong about being push and insulting your wife. Say, so, oh, this is how men should be. a and And that will <laughs> that will do what? That will worsen the case. So get somebody who can who is unbiased, bring a second witness, get upright people when you want them unbiased people who don't feel inclined to one side if you are talking about maybe political tense you go and you don't get another political person on the other side to say come and talk no he won't be straight with it everything is interpreted through politics he won't be objective. Get somebody who is not interested in politics, but interested in people. And he sit down. You see your kids, see your case. Uh, look, brother, you haven't done well. You, I think, if you did it like this, you have been. There. So all of you, he has no interest in the team. So, if something is it, going to help two of you, so move on. That is far better. If you get people who are also on that same line, they won't. It will create sometimes problems for you, isn't it? And also, get when you're getting people into it, don't go and straight. Some people come straight to pastor. Pastor, my husband went and cheated. Good. Meet your husband first. The second thing, get a friend, which your husband respect, and which you also respect. It is when it doesn't work that you come to me. Or else, the man will think you've come to report him to his pastor. Some of them, the way they will create, I won't go to church again. Then that will be his worst. If the guy don't go to church, who are you going to talk to? So get to his friend. Get a common friend that can help you. Who has interest in both of you? If I'm your friend, come. I'll help you. Or you think Pastor and Pastor, trouble, pastor I don't want to talk trouble, so he wants to push it on other people. That is where Jesus stands. It's not even cheating. His brother have, ate. This one have done this. Uh, my wife didn't cook well. I said, I'm bringing it to pasta. For pasta to know that your wife do not know how to cook. See a friend who can say, okay, what kind of food do you like this? I will teach your wife how to cook that food. Then you solve the problem. So get a common friend everybody here have somebody who is a friend trusted friend a friend that is good there are some that influence you for evil friends that will influence you for good you need one so that when you are even making decision that will push you into trouble you might not see but a friend will see and say hey where you are going so brethren when you are dealing with that person finally the accuser if you are the accuser if you're the one that person have done something against don't be judgmental let the person have a chance to speak At the cross, you know Jesus allowed the guy, two of them to talk. One of them said, hey, if you had a decent, he would have said shut up and die quick. But give people the chance. Don't start judging people before they speak. Listen to people well. Sometimes something might be wrong, but the motives might be right. He may try to do something good which will end up in a certain way. So help a person. I don't like those who calculate and intentionally sin. So you calculate. They're good mathematicians. They do this X plus Y. It's because of this he He's a very good. He will calculate until he gets the X, how he can get the X to fire you. He will scheme around you. He want to dismiss you. And he will find a way you will fall inside a Lord that he can do it against you. It is evil. Don't plan evil for people to fall inside. So, please, as we move on, as we move on with God and with friendship, let us know all this. Don't be biased. If you accuse don't be judgmental. Some of us will judge the people before we meet them. Sometimes you judge those people. But do you know? I like Nathan. God sent Nathan to go and tell. He's a prophet. David, the David, you've slept with somebody's wife. Killed him, the man on top. Not that he even gave him his uh, his death warrant. He carried his own death warrant. Without him knowing. What is this? Is it not very simple? Ah, any prophet that will hear they say, "Oh, David, oh, David," He will go and stand at the top there. And that said you even go to david oh that said the lord i have a problem with prophets that go the de- radio to advise people god have sent them to go yeah. if god sent you to somebody go to that person what god always speaks to redeem. His purpose is to redeem. If I see you sinning now, I won't come and stand here and say, that's the Lord, you are sinning. Some of you know, I call you to my office and I talk with you. And I said, I can help you out. This is what you must do. For you, the prophet prophesying, you, your kiss is also there. There's none who is perfect. It is just a grace and a gift that is God has given us. The fact that I'm prophesying, seeing things, doesn't mean that I am perfect. Oh. So sometimes i know sometimes they want to say prophet we, we, we want to ask about this person uh, on the radio can we interview i say no let the person come if he has got a problem let him come if you want to understand come to me personally face to face you ask me the question i will answer you and help you i am not the one the only news i want to spread is the gospel of jesus christ I have had many things about kings I spoke to some of them. Nobody knows it apart from me and them. It doesn't make you bigger prophet. Nathan was spoken to. He said, go and tell David that this was his son." When Nathan went, do you know what he did? I like prophet with wisdom. He went, then the Lord sent Nathan to David, and he came to him and said to him, there were two men in one city. He gave me a riddle. One rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks Heirs, so you see, when you are taken out of a problem and you see the problem, you can do, give good judgment if you are the one. So he took David out, he wanted David to look at the sin independently so that he wouldn't, you won't even know that you are the one who is saying this is the sin. It doesn't matter if it's David, it doesn't matter whether it's a slave, a king, or what. This is the sin. David, what is your beat about it? And David didn't know he was the one they were talking about. So let's look at it. He won't let the man even finish. But the poor man had nothing. you know he said the man had a flock, uh, many flocks. David had many wives. Then that man only had only one wife, except one little ewlla. <laughs> oh, why are you laughing? I didn't say anything.) <laughs> Offenses are there, you. even your laughter can offend by the word you, which he had bought and nourished, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It ate of his own food. Have you seen a lamb eating the same food the man eats? and drank from his own cup have you seen a lamb drinking from a man's cup and what and lay in his bosom david is smarter say he's talking about a woman <laughs> and it was like a daughter to him <laughs> And a traveler came to the rich man. No, our travelers come. Who refused to take from his own flock and from his own head to prepare one on the, warfaring, or the wayfaring man who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. So you are married, you have got this in, and you are, your visitor has come. You want another girl you are the one they are talking about you are married and you have a husband and you see another young man or another gentleman and and if your visitor has come then then you move that gentleman you are the one they are talking about no defeat so we all have visitors always visiting us it's not wrong for those visitors to visit us but it's who we kill for him Are you angry with me? So look at what he said. So David anger. Look at David So David anger was greatly aroused against the man. And he said to Nathan, he won't keep, he not let Nathan finish. As the Lord does what? List the man who has done this shall surely die. If God asks you to judge yourself, this is how you're going to judge yourself. it was somebody. It is very easy to judge against somebody than against yourself. If we have a problem and God takes you out of the problem and make it as if it's somebody, you will see. Some of you will sentence yourself into life imprisonment. So then, listen to now. And he shall restore what? Fourfold for the lamb. Because he did this thing and because he had no pity. You came. He had got only one wife. You don't have pity on this poor soldier. Going to fight for you. You are sitting in the house. Went and took the wife too. Because you are rich, because you can sponsor the lady. Amen. Repent. <laughs> oh. Amen. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. That says the Lord, God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel. I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping. I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that has been too little, I also would have given you much more. All this that I have given you, what else do you want to go and take this little girl? All this that I've given you, if it's not enough, why do you go and take this little girl, these small girls here, why, why do you go and chase them there? I'm professional, you don't know. <laughs> Promoted you, God has given you money, God has given you a position. If that position is not enough, why should you go and steal Ghana money? <clears throat> <sighs> One word. <laughs> You can take care of your family. Your salary is enough. You've been giving good salary, but you are the one who still big money. Sorry, I know you'll be offended, but that's the truth. God placed you there as a Christian. Where are the Christians? hear all these things, but most of them they, they are Christians. If you look at where God picks you and look at where you are, you need to be very grateful. And you have to run away from sin. I was telling many people that look, The fact that you are a medical officer, you you have five cars, you have have houses, doesn't mean that you are... Look, the the one who is the kaya you, if he was born by your parent and they took her to the same school you went, she might have done better than you. So we need to respect all of them. I hope I am. Some of us, you went through First World War, Second World War, but now you are not a doctor. If they had an opportunity for you in First World War, they would have been professors. So, when you are in a position of trust, I want you to stay there with fear and tremble. So, um, I'm ending. I've spoken too long, isn't it? I don't want you to be offended. But offenses have come. (laughs) i want everybody to say prophet prophet don't worry <laughs> so brethren i sometimes veer off because the spirit of god wants me to move there me myself I didn't know i'll be saying this uh, if you ask me later what i said i may not be able to tell you what i said <laughs> but i feel that i always allow myself to be used by god And also, if you are the offender, don't defend yourself. Don't be defensive. If you are the accuser, the one that has been offended, what don't you do? Don't be judgmental. If you are the one who offended, don't be what? Defensive. If you are the wife that offended your husband, don't be defensive. If your husband that offended your wife don't be what defensive and if you are the one which is being offended to don't change your heart for me i can't do that judgmental you are very bad man you this guy this man I, I don't even know how why i married you i tell you when you are angry don't talk less eh when you are angry what Talk less. So, finally, be ready to do what? To apologize. Anytime you have problem with somebody, whether you are the one who accused the person, uh, who have done the thing against the person, or the person did it against you, you don't have the full picture. Be ready that when you sit down and they look at the whole thing. Don't just think that we are going to solve the problem because I'm expecting the person to apologize to me. Be in a position that, look, if I am the one who is wrong, even though he wronged me, if I didn't think well, I should be able to apologize to the person that I misinterpreted your action. That is the most difficult part. For people to apologize, this word apology. Hey! a happen, man and husband but we the men we have some high level of ego. I'm, I'm one our ma find it very difficult to sincerely say I am sorry I apologize we want to say we are always right but no at first Our fathers go to farm. Our mothers keep the home. Now all of us, we read the same books. We go to the same school. We think the same way. Don't think you're wiser than the woman. The same book in your head. The same book in her head. So if something is wrong, please humble yourself. I said, darling, this one, I've missed it. Forgive me. Ladies, if they also come and they say, Forgive me, you too. Let it go. I am not saying that always do the same thing. If you keep on doing the same thing, trouble, the trust is broken, and the woman or the man will never leave it. God bless you. We have come with